this song is from 1994 and it's called Uptight. The time is now 1.36 and you're listening to The 123 Show with me, Noreen Mayer, on this Thursday afternoon. Let's turn to the last part of today's show, one of my favourites. Back on the show, I'd like to welcome on the programme Andrew Dembina. Anders, great to speak to you. How are you doing today? I'm doing well, thanks. How are you there in that shiny new studio of yours? Yeah, I'm so glad you remembered. Yes, you're my you're my very first telephone guest, and so uh-huh. I'm really excited. I can hear you loud and clear. And and what's it like on the other end? You can hear me loud and clear. Pretty good. Yeah, pretty good. <laughs> Average. It uh, sounds like you're on. I can hear you as being very much a telephone voice, which uh, <laughs> I'm not sure if that's the same. I think it used to sound more like you're on the studio microphone last time I heard. Oh. But, uh, is that yeah, right? Just, oh, that's interesting. So I sound like I'm mm. more on the telephone rather than the, the studio yeah. quality. Oh, Yeah, a little difference from my hearing ability there. That's interesting. I shall let the uh, our wonderful technicians know that. Because mm. normally when people hear it through the... If, if you're doing a telephone interview, mm. uh, it sounds like you're hearing... A Crystal stu- clear microphone. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's very interesting. Anyway, uh, on with today's programme. What have you got for us for this week's Art Sing Around? Well, often we talk about some interesting antiquities as well as arts. And I'm going to start off with one of those because throughout the millennia, there's always been some very interesting artworks. And today I'm not dealing with something that's gone to auction that I've sometimes done. I'm not dealing with something that has been handed back to its rightful owner, which uh, we've sometimes talked about too. But I'm talking about a monument in Egypt that has been dug up and restored really carefully with so many delays since it was first found. It's unbelievable it's taken this long. It's taken even longer than M+. Plus to open since it was first announced. That's my little art joke for the, uh, to give a <laughs> reference to something. <laughs> I knew you'd love it, Noreen. Um, so it's, it's, it's Egypt's, uh, what's being dubbed the ancient road of 1,000 sphinxes that, that had been buried under the sand unknown to humanity for many centuries. But it was, however, rediscovered in 1949. That's a couple of years ago, right? And it's taken this long for archaeologists to brush away the sand and to restore it to its uh, former glory, well, to actually add on some restored elements to it carefully and the permissible kind of restorations. Um, It's a 1.7 mile, so in kilometres, that would be about four kilometres long, um, Avenue of Sphinxes in Luxor, Egypt. It's now been called the Avenue of Sphinxes, and it was... was, um, Uh, really a line of about a thousand or so statues of sphinxes, which is, um, and uh, it's a bit like, you know, the the image of a lion with a human head and rams, which were also considered holy by the ancient Egyptians. And it recently opened just about, uh, it was last week, uh, with a really lavish ceremony. I've sent you a couple of photos, um, which which were put out to the media by the Egyptian Ministry of Tourism and Antiquities. Uh, they really went to town in getting, uh, in, in getting a whole kind of ceremony dressed up in ancient, you know, pharaonic, as it's called from that time, you know, the kind of pharaoh-era costumes. It looks like something from a, uh, I don't know, from a historical film, these photos that they've taken. And the photos that were sent out in the uh, press release were actually 
taken at night time and they're not they're not the best quality it almost looks like uh it's decades ago that these were taken i don't know if you can see them there noreen if you're able to but uh i'm looking was, at them right now yeah i mean it's, it it looks like some sort of uh really a, a ritual that was photographed just when color photography became <laughs> available doesn't it from the 1950s or 60s a bit like you know, a so scene from the mummy or something yeah definitely yeah Ooh, um, it's a really yeah, I mean, it's a very extravagant uh, march, though. So you've got, uh, you know, men and women in different coloured robes holding uh, on uh, on plinths other statues that they're carting around, which are really for theatrical effect. And um, so it was the the original statues were made in the years between they've been dated to B- BC. 1386 to 1349 so we're talking about really i don't know what sort of access public are going to be able to get i.e how close because these things are said to be you know get more three and a half thousand years old so it's uh it's really you know quite quite something the uh the huge scale project was halted in the noughties because of uh things that were going on in Egypt, both with a little bit of uh, um, domestic terrorist and uh, attacks on um, uh, on tourists that were going on during uh, from the uh, beginning of the millennium and even from the, uh, the 90s, there was a bit of that going on. And so archaeologists had to get out of the way because this is Luxor, which is one of the tourist and holy ancient sites of Egypt, and so there were there were a lot of uh, already discovered and presented monuments around there. And then there was the Arab Spring in 2011 in Egypt, which uh, which halted uh, digging and dusting off of these monuments and restoring them once again. And so it only really resumed properly in 2017. But it's quite amazing. It's taken uh, in terms of cost. In U.S. dollars, 38 million U.S. dollars in Hong Kong money. That's nearly three. It's just under 300 million Hong Kong dollars. But that has been going on, you know, at, at a slow pace from authorization and the first very careful dusting off to see how long this thing extended for, which is about two kilometers uh, from 1949. Um, it's, it's very close to one of the holy sites that has been restored many decades ago called the Karnak Temple Complex. And um, it will be accessible to the, um, sorry, it became accessible to the public from the 26th of November, which was just under a week ago. So um, earlier this year, also, there were other finds in in, in Egypt, I'm only mentioning this as an aside because it was also information that was given um, after the, after these uh, these sculptures of the sphinxes and rams had been unveiled. But um, but there, it's amazing that so many discoveries are still going on. The extent of uh, um, of the uh, mummies from um, from the kind of the, the the royal and noble families of of Egypt is uh, is still coming to light because earlier this year, 22 royal Egyptian mummies, that's 18 former kings and four former queens, were, um, were, were found and presented uh, to, to the public. I do find, you know, particularly, I don't know if it's just because of living in Hong Kong for a long time, where we do have quite a lot of superstition around, um, you know, the dead. And they are, I mean, although there are different ceremonies, I see quite a lot of them in the outlying island that I live on because... There are parades sometimes of um, traditional 
you know, southern Chinese Taoist white flowing robes where 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 people are um, performing uh, traditional instruments and uh, such as horns and uh, and some percussion and and going to appease their uh, um, their uh, you know, passed away relatives or when there's a burial. Mm. But it's um, it, things are very austere here and in lots of places in the West they are as well. So it's quite amazing that those 22 mummies of kings and queens in total were paraded uh, across uh, streets of Cairo that was, and it was broadcast on state TV um, along with uh, some stone coffins, 17 stone coffins that were found earlier this year that's 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 hard to imagine isn't it that you'd have such a procession of, of, of monuments that were for dead people just a just as a cultural sort of um appreciation or um or, or, or understanding way. yeah definitely yeah. I, I often found that um asian or chinese ceremonies what what i'm more familiar with feels mm. a bit more somber just seems exactly yeah whereas western culture I, I think you hear about wakes and you hear about yeah. you know just celebrating of life um um mm. of course I, I i don't have sort of first-hand experience of attending the, uh, that type of funeral but it's just what you sort of see or what you hear is is mm. a little bit different Whereas a Chinese, as you mentioned, that the, the Taoist one, um, I remember seeing some or, or attending to funerals when I was a little girl, and it feels a bit right. frightening. Um, I, oh, I should imagine. Spooky, yeah. From a child's perspective, because there there are almost um, there are, aren't there also you know I can't help but reference this pointed Ku Klux Klan style, not 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 with the not with the. Uh, you know, with any kind of resemblance of meaning of what uh, the, the costumes from the Ku Klux Klan were. The robes, yeah, the yeah, white robes and the pointy hats. hats. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Mm. Something, yeah. I more spooky kid, about kid, it. <laughs> must have been, from a child's perspective. I mean, it's strange enough uh, if you're not used to it, if you're not from that culture as an adult. Yeah. Um, so uh, the Grand Egyptian Museum, which is um, located near the pyramids, is going to be housing all of those new, uh, all of those new mummies, mummies, and yeah, yeah. So that's where you can see those. Luxor is the place to go for the two-kilometre-long Sphinx and Ram, and they're all in an amazingly straight line that I've seen in the pictures, and um, and that is really something pretty amazing to have dug up. Less less kind of um, morbid, I think, because they're statues that were meant to be. Well, they're still from tombs, but they're on guard. Yeah. So, moving on to something else. Um, it's uh, to another part of the world. From Egypt, we go to America and New York specifically. There is a, uh, there's a big spat going on between the sculptor of uh, a statue. I don't know if you've heard of this one called Fearless Girl. I've sent you a picture of this as well. And it was um, uh, between the sculptor of her, that her name is... Uh, the, the sculptor's name is Kristen Vispol, and a big assets management company called State Street Global Advisors, they're the fourth biggest uh, uh, asset management company in America, over the rights to, a vi to the uh, viral statue. It's, it's viral because it's gone, it's gone viral many times, this fearless girl. What happened was, in uh, 2017, the picture that I've sent Noreen, is of a young girl, and the photo that Noreen can see is the back of a girl standing defiantly with her hands on her hips and her legs solidly planted 
on the ground, not moving, in front of what is a rearing bull. It's not rearing up in the air, but it's kind of just dragging its hoof along the ground as if it's about to charge. And what's interesting, this is such a controversial pairing of sculptures by two different artists that is in New York that it's caused controversy for years for different reasons, actually, because the they're bull two statue, separate. They're two separate installations, uh, if you like. Well, that's right. The original, uh, the bull. Charging, charging bull. Yeah, that's. That, I mean, that was put there in 1989 in uh, the financial district of New York. And it's by a, um, an Italian-born but U.S.-based for most of his life artist called Arturo um, di Modica. And it's, it's a kind of, it's one of the icons of uh, Manhattan's financial district. But then, in 2017, um, the financial district also commissioned the artist that I mentioned, uh, which is Kristen Visbal, to, uh, to do something in front of it, thereby it, it, you could say that the financial district authority that, that commissioned this made an installation or conceived of the idea of having them play against each other because the girl is facing up to this fearsome-looking uh, bull which is about to charge, isn't it? And it's... Uh, <laughs> um, but... The reason that uh, um, that there's a, a legal dispute right now is because the uh, the sculptor of Fearless Girl, just that statue, wants to make the work into NFTs, something that we talk <laughs> about more and more these days, isn't it, Nori? We, we talk about NFTs in Artsing Around as much as we used to talk about Jamie Oliver in Tuesday, I think I, 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 think I can fairly say. We it's, should um, call this so, segment um, Artsing Around with NFTs. <laughs> sponsored by sponsored by a new type of art that's becoming more and more prominent and i guess we're going to be talking about it probably more and more regularly as it becomes something which has different possibilities you know um so uh, for those who haven't heard about it is the non-fungible tokens which is a digital type of art which has inbuilt um security so that it can be really um linked up to one particular owner should people want to try and copy it but the problem here is that you can make more than you can make more than one NFT. So you can buy an NFT if this is the way the artist has made it, or a gallery if the gallery is the one behind issuing it with the artist's permission. You can do an edition, like you can have an edition of prints. So they can be unique, or they can be in a multiple form of a, as an edition. But they, uh, there's been already an almost three-year legal battle, and this tells you that the NFTs have been around for longer than we might have been talking mm -hmm. about them, over the artist wanting to make um, an, a, an NFT of the fearless girl, and it would be some kind of video. I haven't got details on what the content would be because it hasn't been released and that hasn't been announced in uh, you know the, the kind of micro aspects of what would be in that video. Well, artist, I was going to insert a joke, yeah. Andrew. You know, it's yeah, in the financial hub um, mm. uh, there in New York City. And, I mean, it's not the worst statue to be put against the charging bull. I mean, what would be really bad if they put a bear there? Because nobody wants a bearish market, but a bullish market is good. So... I was trying to I, link it to a financial joke. I am surprised. I'm, I'm Peter surprised, Lewis would actually. be proud of my joke. I should share uh, it. You know him. what? Yeah. It's funny. You, you you say it's a joke. Um, Did somebody I'm, think I, about I, putting I, a bear there against the bull? I, I, 
I, I can hear that you're laughing. I, I'm actually not even smiling, Noreen, because um, <laughs> I, because I, no, 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 not that, not that I think it was in poor taste, but I actually think it's a great idea. Why shouldn't there be an image of a of a uh, of a bull and a bear giving the kind of the the full possibilities that everyone with half a brain knows that the the the, the, uh, the financial markets can be, um, you know, a, a bear market as in a, a, on a on a losing streak, or the bull market as in on the up. Exactly. So, or fearless think, bear. I, I, I don't well, know. Well, now, now we're getting a <laughs> yeah, bit too complex. much. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> yeah, now I'm laughing. But it, but it, <laughs> but it's, it's no. But I think I think that is a really great idea. I think that uh, along with some other ideas that we've uh, brainstormed uh, uh, in various times that we've spoken for my reports, I think that could be another one you should note, Noreen, for um, for, for for possible, you know sort of uh ideas uh, arty, arty i've never endeavors. been to new i've never been to new york but i might who knows i might place a little small bear statue there one day right <laughs> right i look forward to seeing those photos okay yeah so the artist says that she is not going to back down from what this uh big uh investment company says is a breach of copyright because she says that an nft format is very different from the sculpture itself however the lawyers of this uh, very well-heeled firm is going to go all out and it says it's not going to take that as an answer and um, they say they have the intellectual property rights and they refer to the agreements that have been made legally and they will pursue this so the the artist is trying to now raise what she reckons is going to take three million US dollars, that's a a heck of a lot of money, in legal fees as a result of the lawsuit that is is planned by by that company. Um, She has, they've already got their backup because she's been, she's, I mean, I, I don't know who's right or wrong, you know, I haven't seen the small print of the legalities, but she has also, the artist Vispal has recently struck an agreement with an Australian law firm to issue to sorry to install a sculpture edition of the fearless girl in melbourne so it's um now when a sculpt when a sculptor makes an edition uh sorry when a sculptor makes a sculpture and they cast it into bronze from the original clay they can make it into many uh many numbered sculptures an edition of however many they say so this is this is something that's, that is in court now, and it's going to be decided. But I don't know whether the uh, it, the articles that I've seen haven't said whether it was meant to be just for one oh, a one-off unique sculpture that was put there. And by the way, it was put there in great faith. The reason it is in demand as a sculpture elsewhere is that it was seen as a form of, even though it's a girl, it was seen as a form of women's empowerment because it was installed in the financial district of Manhattan on Women's Day in 2017. That was the reason it was put there because it also wanted to face off. I mean, that's, they, they faced it off in, in, in front of a male-dominated financial district. So it was all very kind of gender politics when it, when it came in. You can kind of look at that image on may, many different levels. It could be the, uh, simply the, the non-fear of a, of a child, no matter her gender, 
um, going against uh, the wild animal, a defiant child, or it could be with the intention that it was put there on Women's Day. I can feel what do you the, think of it as a combination? Exactly. I can feel the feminist inside of me wanting to wanting change, <laughs> wanting to rename it Womanhattan. Yes, it's Manhattan. It's too oh, much, wow. too, too, too much wow, for one got... day. Wow! No, that's that's two two a two for one you did there that's in the right. same segment of the program <laughs> of, the, of the report. Yeah, okay. Let's move on to another one. See what you've got up your comedy sleeve for the third uh, aspect. As we go to the UK now from New York, yeah, and um, and I sent you a picture of this. Uh, it's um, something about. You, do you recognise the pop star who's who's relaxing on a couch that I sent you? The one and Don't the only Ed Sheeran. That's him. Does he look like um, anyone that you know, Noreen? It looks a bit like Tom Grundy. Well, yes, he does look a bit like Tom Grundy. I was, th- I was thinking about Mr. Mir. If we're going all feminist, your husband has surely <laughs> taken taken your surname. But it's, uh, <laughs> it's, uh, it, 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 it's not 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 dissimilar. I haven't seen uh, the, the 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 good other half of Noreen Mir for for a while. But but there's something about him that reminds me. And also, I mean, it's a. Uh, Perhaps it's a kind of an obvious thing as well, but the, the stature, Ed Sheeran is lounging on a sofa with his, with his kind of, um, his legs in a rather weird position, which reminds me a little bit of one of our former presenters at Radio 3, Tim Littlechild. The Tim sort of would positions sit that he in would the get weirdest positions, in. yep, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, well, so anyway, the reason that we're talking about Ed Sheeran is that he is, he's recently been getting into doing some very limited time appearances online. He just appeared, I don't know if you heard about this, just over a week ago, um, within the Pokemon Go app. Now, I haven't heard about Pokemon Go for years since people were clogging up uh, busy Kowloon streets, uh, you know, looking at their phones uh, every, every time there were ghosts to be captured or whatever it was they were doing. But um, did you know it was still going even? No, I, I, no, I, I didn't. <laughs> Right, right. Well, he did. So he, they, they, uh, the the app made a cartoon of him within it, and then he actually did some music. He played some songs as a character in Pokemon Go, Pokemon Go. And if you had that app, it was available to watch for a week until November the thirtieth. So that 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 timeline has just gone. But I just read about it last week. It was made available for eight days. A video of him singing as a character in Pokemon Go. I'm sure it will be up on other video portals in no time at all. And uh, I can see that we're coming up to uh, to quite uh, near, nearly the end of the uh, the show. So I won't say. Uh, much more about Ed Sheeran, except that he has been doing very well with his Bad Habits um, album that came out in September. But I'll quickly move on to the last word that I wanted to say, that Art Basel Miami is currently on at the moment. It's the American version of the show that we have here in Hong Kong. There are three places in the world. The other one is in Basel, Switzerland. Go and have a look, because there's lots of great artwork. I sent Noreen one that she'll hate, which looks like a child's artwork. I did that deliberately. And um, she'll, she'll say her children could do that. Um, and and uh, you can go to www.artbuzzle.com and on the homepage, click through to Miami. The one in Hong Kong is scheduled to be Marketing Your Diary, March 23rd, 2022, if COVID allows us. Excellent. Andrew, like a pro, thank you so much for joining us. And you'll be back again next Tuesday. Take care. Bye for now, Andrew. Thanks, Noreen. Bye to you. And Steve.